0: Welcome into another edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. I'm your host Spencer Turkin, alongside Joe Serrera, and it is the season preview week one edition of the Pep Talk Podcast. Joe, welcome back to high school football season. I know you and I have been uh, working all summer long. Mm-hmm.
1: Haven't had our off season. We kind of just continued and went straight through. Yeah, we don't we don't have that that two week dead period or anything. There, there's there is really no dead period for us. Uh, we worked on the uh, story that we did, the package that we did on high school football helmets used by Guilford and Rockingham County schools and safety issues, Uh, that is on hsextra.com. If you're a player, a parent, a fan, and you just want to know what your school has in their helmet inventory, what your kids are wearing, it's on there. You can click on each school, get that information. But that took up a lot of time, but it was well worth it. Uh, No question about that.
0: Uh, It certainly was, and I think that we made people around town a little bit more aware of... Uh, the schools that are doing a terrific job of protecting their young student-athletes and the schools who who may need to do a little bit better of a job, and they're now aware of what's going on, and, uh, and Guilford County is now more aware of what is taking place in the research
1: field. Definitely. Uh, you know, Noxie, the a group that certifies athletic equipment. Uh, that has been the standard for Guilford County and the state association schools and the national federation schools. Well, Noxie is going beyond just uh, certifying a helmet to to reduce the risk or prevent catastrophic injuries to doing the same kind of research with a pneumatic ram that virginia tech does that's going to come online next year 2019 so it's gotten everyone's attention the the issue of concussions and potential cte and you know this is uh something that we wanted to let people know what was going on locally. Certainly did,
0: and now it's time for us to start taking a look at some of the teams uh, that have caught our eye during training camp uh, around the region, and let's start with uh, the team that I believe, and I think you believe as well, is the, uh, is the favorite around here to really uh, uh, catch some eyes, and that's Dudley. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a team that you have seen many times, and they are just massive in the trenches.
1: Yeah, their their line play is, yeah, that's a hallmark of a Dudley program, but when you've got Uh, Some large young men like Peyton Page, a sophomore who's already 6'3", over 300 pounds and has a number of Power 5 offers. Uh, When you've got uh, Luis Duarte, who's a rather large young man who's still kind of learning The game, in terms of football, was primarily a baseball player. He's almost as big, if not bigger, than Peyton Page. You've got another great center for Dudley, Dimitri Fitzgerald, who does a lot of their calls up front, Jalen Williams. Those guys are all big, strong, and can move, and that is going to make the transition to finding another quarterback, which... It was an issue a little bit last year at Dudley. They found Gerald Simpson, but he had some injuries. They're looking for a quarterback, again, a number of people competing for that job. What, what do you see out of that competition? Uh, that competition is,
0: uh, is pretty impressive. I, I think that, obviously, Quad Monroe is going to be the starter. Uh, Steven Davis has made that very clear that he is the starter as of now. Uh, but when you have a freshman in Jameer Slade who has been hyped up since, I want to say, seventh grade. I mean, yeah. everybody has said to us... This kid is the real deal, and he has done nothing except prove that he is the real deal and that he will probably be taking over the reins of this offense before the season is done. My guess is probably around week three, week four. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's no slight to Quad Monroe. I, I just don't think that Quad Monroe sees himself. As a quarterback, he knows he's a Division One defensive back now. He wants to focus on that. And uh, they just want to make sure that the freshman is ready to go before they throw him into the fire of varsity football.
1: Yeah, it, at their jamboree last Friday night, Dudley, he got the majority of the reps at quarterback. Uh... Richard Monroe got his, Alston Hooker got some, but Jameer Slade got the majority of them, and he did look a little tired toward the the end of the night. Things get a little bit ragged when teams are on their their third or fourth uh, scrimmage segment, and I think he hadn't... wasn't necessarily accustomed to the varsity hitting and banging for that long and he started to make a a few mistakes where I think it was just fatigue but he can throw a great ball he's elusive when he has to run he knows how to slip a tackle he knows how to move around and buy himself a little more time to throw he's got an awful lot of potential and that that's all to me that's all that team is really lacking is that that quarterback that would make them two-dimensional they're going to be able to run the ball they had four Outstanding running backs filling in for Zarek Rush when he got hurt last year. Uh, all of those guys are back. Miles Smith, uh, Nashawn Wilhite, Marlon Darby. I mean, they, they, those guys got reps. They're going to be running behind that Dudley line. They've got receivers. Mike Wyman is a good one. There's, there are a number of other young guys. Taiwan Young. I mean, that that's a good group. The defense, you're going to have Peyton Page. You're going to have those big linemen. You've got two great linebackers, Gerontae Davis and Landon Johnson, I keep comparing them to uh, the two that they had two years ago, Nigel Peel and uh, Patrick Connor. They're not as big as those two, but boy, can they, they can cover play the a lot. Just like those they two. They can hit like those two, and they cover a lot of ground. They're smart. They're, they're what you want in, in, a, in a great high school linebacking duo. I mean, you got Quad Monroe at the back. Uh, DJ Rankin is still back there. I mean, they, they've got some guys. I mean, they're going to be great. It's just a matter of whether they're going to have the quarterback that takes them to the play for a state championship level, to me.
0: Now let's shift our attention uh, across the city to Page. Uh, this is another team that people have spoken about. A lot of offensive weapons, a solid defense. Yeah. However, unlike Dudley, offensive line play is going to be a question mark for this page Ball club.
1: Yeah, they, ha- they had a, a three-year starter at center, Nick Makovic, who's a preferred walk-on at Carolina this year, who made the calls made the blocks, got everybody in the right place, was an anchor, a guy you could count on. You know, snapping the ball with with so much shotgun and and and, and pistol action, those snaps are important. Just ask Grimsley from last year's opener against Northern Guilford how important snaps are costing the game. And, you know, that's a position they've got to fill. The offensive line for them, It. It will get better as the year goes on, but it is very much a work in progress right now. Uh, they've got, as you say, a solid defense. They lost a great linebacking core from last year. Had, that had to be the best linebacking core in the state with the guys they had there. They moved Alex Angus down from safety closer to the line to be a linebacker. They've got Steven Scott there. They, I mean, they've got people. They've got Cam Gavin up front. They've got guys in the secondary, Isaiah Fisher-Smith and a few others, but... That offensive line is going to determine how far they go. And it's probably, in my mind, going to have a large role in determining the outcome of what already has to be the game of the year. August 31st, Marion Kirby Stadium and Page High School, Dudley and Page. That that game has become the game. Grimsley-Page, okay, history, everything. But on the field, great football game. The game in Guilford County the last few years, and this year will be no exception, is that game. Uh, It certainly is. Now on the offensive side of the ball for Page... Uh, You look at Javondre Page, the
0: quarterback Mm -hmm. who has varsity experience, uh, had that season under his belt, looked pretty good last year. Uh, There have been some question marks uh, during the the jamboree uh, if he was ready to go for this year. Looked a little shaky. Part of that is the offensive line and the fact that uh, uh, there was a lot of penetration. uh, But he has a, a... bunch of targets on the outside, oh, yeah. and uh, also one that is going to be lining up on the line of scrimmage and sometimes in the backfield in Lawson Albright, who of course is the son of uh, former tight end recruit and number one tight end recruit in the country when he was at Grimsley, mm-hmm. uh, Ethan Albright, and uh, then everybody knows that he became a lineman and a long snapper. The
1: legendary red snapper,
0: yes. 16-year NFL career, yeah. and, uh, and if you ask Ethan, he'll tell you that his son is better than him. At this age Mm -hmm. So right now Uh, There are a lot of
1: targets for Javondre Page to to throw to. Ford Moser, who came down from from Northern Guilford as a transfer family, moved to the Page attendance zone. Uh, He had a huge year in terms of numbers at Northern Guilford last year. He's not going to put up the same kind of numbers this year. Anybody who thinks he's going to have 70-something catches and and all the numbers that he put up, it's not going to happen because there are more targets. That's a more diverse offense at at Page. They can run the ball. Northern really struggled to run the ball last year. But you have him. you, You know, you you're already seeing loss and all right the uh, the scrimmages I saw with him, he is a classic uh quarterback security blanket tight end when when things are breaking down he's already found a spot in the zone or found an opening and Javondre Page did not hesitate getting him the ball he had some yards after catch he knows how to block he he's a sophomore who who is going to be very very good especially as he fills out and gets bigger uh, the two other teams we want to talk about are actually playing each
0: other and this I believe is going to probably be the most competitive game yeah. of the slate uh, in Guilford County this week and that's Grimsley At Northern Guilford. So let's start with the visitors, the Grimsley Whirlies. Daryl Brown came over from Southern Guilford and knew he had a massive rebuild on his hands. uh, Needed commitments from the administration in order to even consider moving over to Grimsley. He got them. Some things changed. He kept his plan on the tracks and right now you're in year three of what we always thought was going to be a four or five year rebuild yeah and i think things are a little bit ahead of schedule there is some talent that is sticking around and boy do they look good
1: yeah uh coach brown's not uh not patient when it comes to wanting things to be done the right way and they're they're Starting to be, I shouldn't say they're starting to be. They're being done the right way at Grimsley, but he's uh, he's really pointing toward this game. This this game at Grimsley last year kind of set the tone for both teams for the season. Uh, Eric Westberg, the Northern Guilford coach, it, it will acknowledge that that Grimsley outplayed his team in that game, but mistakes at one point during the game was it was a rainy night. There was a rain interruption for the game, wet ball, but. At one point, I stopped counting when it was 17 or 18 bad snaps for Grimsley. They were just, their centers were struggling. Low snaps, snaps over the quarterback's head, Uh, special teams bad snaps, and it killed them, and Grimsley could never quite get over the hump. If they win that game, they're probably in the playoffs last year. Winning that game for Northern the way they did, Tyler Flippin, who was supposed to be their starting quarterback at that point, had gotten hurt during the summer, came back later in the year. Jacob Leonard thrown into the fire. He struggled in the first half, had a great second half, hit some big plays. They found a way to win, and they get into the playoffs. This is a a season tone-setting game for both teams. Very important game early in the year. Uh, It's almost like they're, they're playing in one of these college neutral site games. It's not a neutral site, but in terms of the importance for both teams, huge game. It certainly is, and Northern Guilford, Joe. You and I have spoken about this.
0: Uh, there's a quarterback shortage in the three-three-six.
1: Yes, and this Northern, year,
0: yeah. and Northern Guilford has three quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, all of which could start for other
1: programs. Yes. So, and then uh, that's Tyler Flippin, Jacob Leonard, and Jacob's uh, younger brother Will, who's a sophomore who is very, very promising. Tyler and Jacob are seniors. Will is going to be very good. And when you see uh, three quarterbacks like that who could all start on other
0: programs. Uh, Eric Westberg, I know, is smiling. However, uh, he needs someone on the outside to emerge for those one of those three guys to throw to.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, he obviously Ford Moser transferring out. He has a uh, another young H back. I believe he's a junior, kind of like Lawson Albright. They flex him out sometimes. They keep him in line sometimes. He's also a linebacker, Michael. I always get the pronunciation wrong. It's either Froggy or Frog. It's F R O G G E. Big young man, 6'4", about 210, can move, great hands. He'll, he'll be a factor for them. And kind of like Lawson Albright maybe or, and Ford Moser to Javondre Page, he's going to be a security blanket when things break down. He's a guy they're going to be able to find for uh, a completion and yards after catch. They're going to need that. They're going to need to have a better running game. Last year they were really, really struggling to run the ball. I believe 58 yards per game on the ground. And as good as they threw the ball at times last year, you've got to have some balance. If you have a three and out, you're just you're just running your defense out there again and again and getting guys tired. It's one of the reasons Christian Bass, who's a very good linebacker for them, had like 155 tackles last year because that defense was on the field a lot because they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't control the clock. If they can do a little bit more of that, that's going to help them, especially when they get into – the Mid-State 3A, and they're playing Western Alamance, Eastern Alamance, Northeast Guilford. They're going to need that ground game a little bit.
0: Well, Joe, uh, before we we break away from this, there are two more teams that I feel like we need to, excuse me, three more teams, I feel like we need to at least mention, Uh, and and that would be Eastern Guilford, Southeast Guilford, and Mm Reidsville. These are three programs who, uh, that have been near the top of, of the Guilford County and Rockingham County uh, totem pole the last few years. Uh, Eastern Guilford, though, new coach. Doug Robertson left to go take on a, a massive, and a massive rebuild yeah. at Thomasville. Yeah. And now uh, the Wildcats uh, have been in position uh, to win the state championship the last couple of years uh, what does this team look like and, and are they a
1: perennial state championship team again well they they hired a ver- a very good coach, uh, Joe Glass, who had gone to Concord-Robinson and uh, took a program that had won like 30 games maybe in their history, and he won 34 games in three years. Yeah. First year was 0-11. He It was, it was a gut and rebuild, and he built it. He built a great program there. He doesn't have to build a program at Eastern Guilford. He has to maintain and maybe take to the next level. One huge advantage he has is that the entire defensive staff from Doug Robertson's days stayed. A lot of those guys were were teaching in the area. Couldn't make that move to Thomasville with him. So continuity on defense. He's pretty much left them to to what they were doing so well. A few tweaks here and there, but the defense is pretty similar. He's going to be breaking in a new quarterback, and I think that's uh, Kamel Smith, I believe is the young man's name, sophomore. That's one trend for me this year is a lot of teams are breaking in or are going to be breaking in, in some cases, very young quarterbacks this year. A year or two from now, we're this year – we can talk about the quarterback shortage, and it's definitely true. A year or two from now, we're going to be talking about all these good young quarterbacks because they're going to develop. There are good coaches here, good programs. Eastern, to me, uh, we're going to find out a lot about them early. Uh, they go to pay, they go to Paige. Uh, that will be a good matchup. They play Grimsley. Uh, the key game for them, you mentioned Southeast Guilford. That, that's the, the mid-Piedmont 3A conference championship game, the same way that Dudley – Um, And Page, when they were both in the Metro Four A, had kind of become the de facto conference championship game. You know that game last year was an excellent game. It's going to be a good one this year. Uh, Southeast, you know, that's a team you're familiar with. Yeah, Southeast
0: is uh, another team that has switched. uh, They switched offenses uh, when Kenny Tinsley came and took over. Uh, This is a team that traditionally had a very strong offensive line and would run the ball down your throat. Now we're seeing this uh, almost run and gun spread kind of deal and it it worked last year they Mm -hmm. looked like a good team but now the question is can Kennedy Tinsley continue to put his stamp on this program and advance them uh towards that goal of a state championship the the first big piece that he secured was keeping I believe it was 23 out of 24 middle schoolers yeah uh, in the Southeast family, and uh, that's a big deal over there because usually they transfer all over
1: the place. Right, and the only one who did transfer was Stephen Davis's son. Right, who, who, as you would expect, would, would go want to play for, for his, his dad soccer. at Dudley, right. and he's he's uh, enrolled in one of the academy programs. You know nothing, you know, and even if he wasn't, he could go to Dudley because his dad teaches there. So, uh, but yeah, that that's a program. Ryan Douglas, the quarterback at Southeast it seems like he's been there for you know for most of this century it's it's really only four years but he got a lot of quality snaps as a freshman that's why it seems like he's been there for so long and this is truly completely his team this this is uh you know he's the quarterback he's the leader also a heck of a baseball player and they've got a few baseball guys that also play football uh you know he's it's his team this is his year they do have some talent at other spots, too. They've got Trey Caldwell, a uh, defensive back, who's committed to Appalachian State. They've got Chad Stevens, a linebacker, who's committed to East Carolina. Uh, a good two-way lineman, uh, junior Jonathan King. They've got talent in the backfield. And, you know, they, they there's a lot of community support there. That That's a huge part of Southeast football. You feel it when you go out to their games. And that... They need to beat Eastern Guilford. That's the step that they need to take in that conference. And and like I said, that game will be the de facto conference championship game.
0: Uh, it certainly will. And the last team that we need to highlight is Reedsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the kings of Rockingham County, uh, they, <laughs> they just get it done. Yeah. And Jimmy Teague has it down to a science. He has everybody wanting to go play for him. And you talk about community support. I yeah. mean, uh, I don't know if there's a single business that's open in Reidsville during a football game. I don't know. It might be, it might be yeah. town law that you can't be open in the middle of, uh, yeah. uh, of uh, a Reidsville football game. Yeah, and, certainly an And it, it ordinance. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's amazing when you look at, at the community support up there and, and what goes on. Um, they're going to be good again. They... It, I don't expect Reedsville to lose a game until. Well, really, I don't expect them to lose a game. But if they were to lose a game, it probably wouldn't happen until the third round
1: of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how good this team is. Yeah, it's you want to talk about a program. Reedsville football is a program. They had a blip a few years ago, 2015, where I, they I believe they were nine and four, and I mean it, it was you like thought the world was ending. Right? It, it was like everything had, everything had to had to uh, be be tweaked and improved and work. On that was kind of a wake-up call. The next year they won a state championship. Last year they get to the state championship game. Could should have won that game. Lost in overtime because of a, a fumble. They've got two key guys back from last year who who helped them on both sides of the ball. Travion Canada, primarily running back, but plays some linebacker. Trell Rank and primarily linebacker, plays some running back. They're breaking in a, a, a new quarterback, Kyle Pennix, a sophomore. That's a little bit unusual for Reedsville in it over most years they have someone who's already understudied and because they blow out so many teams has gotten some snaps this is a young man varsity first time and that is the only question to me about that team uh as you say we won't know much for for sure about them till the playoffs well, that'll do it for this edition of the
0: HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. We hope that you'll continue to follow along all season. And uh, go ahead and give us a follow and some comments on Twitter at Turkin35 and at JoeSerreraNR. And uh, we'll be back every week with the Pep Talk Podcast. Plenty of coverage coming up on Greensboro.com and HSExtra.com. Make sure you don't miss it and get yourselves ready for Friday night football all season long. Take care, everybody.